got any bad habits? How about making some good ones? On this episode, I talk with former Navy gunner's mate, Petty Officer 3rd Class Aaron Sabe on kicking the bad habits and developing the good. So join us as we build, fight, protect, and lead. This is the patriarchy. Rise up, for men of God have done with lesser. Rise up, for men of God have done with lesser things. Give heart and mind, soul and strength that serve the King of Kings. Lift high the cross of Christ. Tread where his feet and trod As brothers of the sun The man rise up for men of God Like a city that is broken into and without walls Is a man who has no control over his spirit That was Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight. And I am Pastor Joseph Spurgeon, and you're listening to the Patriarchy Podcast, a ministry of Sovereign King Church. You know, I I got this friend that every time he walks into a room, he has this weird habit of taking the batteries out of all the clocks. He says he can stop it at any time. Seriously, speaking of habits, this weekend I plan to absolutely kick my habit of tapping on dead trees, knock on wood. But for real, you know what they say about old habits. You can buy them from a yard sale at a convent. Okay, I'm done. So, hey, welcome to the Patriarchy Podcast. All right, it's been a couple of months since we did an episode. I took a break over the holiday season. There were a lot of things going on at our church, but I'm looking to get back into the habit of getting out episodes on a more regular basis. And so I've got a few planned. You can look forward to some pretty exciting episodes coming up. We... We're going to be walking through the Westminster Confession of Faith. I think that'll be helpful. I have a debate lined up on federal vision. And there's a few other goodies in the pipeline. But today, we're going to be talking about habits. And I'm interviewing a dear friend and brother, one of my fellow elders at Sovereign King Church. He served in the U.S. Navy and the U.S. Army. He's an electrician. And he has a lovely wife, Kelly, and three children who One of them got married this past summer, and she is now expecting a baby this coming summer. So he's excited to be a grandpa. So join with us on this interview. I think you'll be encouraged. Uh, Aaron, welcome to the Patriarchy. Hello. How are you? Good. (laughs) So it's. uh, uh, I wanted to have you on. It's been a while since we actually done an done an episode. And kind of took a little bit of break over the Christmas and holiday break. And we're back. And I wanted to come back with talking about how to develop good habits. And uh, you're a pretty scheduled man. Uh, uh, one of the things when people get to know you, I think they know that you're, you're, you're punctual. And you, you have good habits of being scheduled. That comes because you were... You were in the military. Uh, what branch were you in? And and tell us a little bit about that. So, I, I well, to start off, actually, I, I grew up in a military household. My father was retired from the Navy. And so I, I would say my 
my tendency to have habits and routine uh, probably started then. I can remember, um, you know, in high school, always being pretty neat and orderly in my room, you know, doing my chores and just having those types of, you know, housekeeping type habits weren't things that I had to be reminded of a lot. I just kind of developed those over the years. Um, but no, I, so in 1995, I joined the Navy. I uh, went to boot camp in uh, Great Lakes, Illinois at the retreat, re- recruit training command there. Um, and, you know, if, if you've been in the military before, if you've watched a movie where you see the boot camp scenes, you can, you can kind of get, you get the understanding really quickly that, uh, the military, at least in boot camp for that eight weeks or nine or 10 or 11 weeks or however long you're there, um, it's pretty regimented. Um, it's, it's, it's very scheduled. It's very orderly that you're not moving or going anywhere, uh, without a purpose or really, um, you're not moving according to your own will. Let's put it that way. And that's all designed, you know, at least in the Navy, in my mind, that's, that's designed to teach you what you're going to need to, to know and the, and, and the habits you're going to have to develop when you get to the ship, um, which is a very, it's kind of like a controlled chaos kind of environment. There's lots of moving parts. There's lots of evolutions and lots of activities going on constantly 24 hours a day. And so I got through boot camp. Oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to just ask you, what was your position in the Navy? So I was up my, my Naval enlistment code. Uh, see the, the, like the army has MOS military occupational specialty. Well, the Navy has Naval enlistment code. Um, so my job rating, my, my title would have been gunner's mate. So I was a maintenance technician on a missile launcher called the Mark 41 vertical launch system. And actually my job doing that, that even further instilled the idea of having habits and routine because everything we did was pretty, you had to be by the book and uh, you know, you had to develop good habits of going to the book, looking to the, to the, the flow chart, so to speak, and uh, working through problems and, and breakdowns uh, with that. But um, why, why, why is that the case? I mean, Somebody's not been in the military. Why is that the case? I mean, it's well, almost an obvious thing. Well, I, I think probably the big part of it is they, they want you to develop these habits and these routines and these patterns um, for when an emergency happens or, you know, something catastrophic happens, your stress level goes through the roof. And so that you, you always have those habits and those ingrained uh, procedures and, and whatnot they're kind of instilled in you and you fall back on that. You fall back on your training. So whatever the level of your training is, when an emergency happens, that's what you're always going to fall back to. Um, hopefully that's, that's the, the, the idea. That's, that's like a, one of the other elders in our church, Mark Cox likes to say, uh, practice makes, uh, permanent, permanent. Right. right. What would, so that's what you're getting at is that. Yeah. Yes. It's not necessarily you get perfect, but, uh, uh, you want to get the muscle memory down. I think about it like all these people want to go out and they get their, uh, concealed carry permits and they have their handguns, but they never practice. Right. And so what happens? They've never even taken it out of the holster. 
<laughs> in their bedroom. It's, it stays in the holster all the time. And so, yeah, in an emergency, it's probably going to stay there. Yeah, but the guy that's practicing and he built he's he's building muscle memory so that when the thing goes down, it's 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 automatic. Yeah, and that's what I guess that's what they're trying to do when you're in the military. Yeah. So yeah, I was going to say you know when you're in the Navy and I'm sure the the Army and Marines have something like this Air Force, um, on any naval installation in the Navy, um, every day they issue this document called the plan of the day. And it will literally have all of the scheduled events and exercises and evolutions that the ship or, or shore facility might be going through on that particular day. And on board ship, a lot of those evolutions coincide with the system of bells and whistles that will go off at various times throughout the day. And so after a while, you hear that and you know, okay, well, it's time to do this. It's time to do this. And it's not to treat you like Pavlov's dog or anything. It's to help you develop the habit of like, you know, uh, this thing on, the, on on board ship called sweepers. Several times a day, they would issue sweepers. And that was to get you to develop the habit of keep uh, doing housekeeping, you know, because if there's debris around and garbage left around, a fire on board a ship, it'll, it'll sink the ship and destroy, uh, the, the, the ship. So it's just, it's meant these, these kind of repetitive habits are meant to, they're meant to support the mission of, of the ship. They're not just to keep you busy. So the, the, that bring, uh, you, as you were talking, it made me think of the, the kind of the cliche, he runs a tight ship. Yeah. It, it comes from that is that in order to, accomplish the mission you have everybody has to be coordinated there has to be structure and uh other, what happens if not like what's the what's the consequence <laughs> well i mean on board a ship your ship sinks people die um you know we would i i wasn't so much involved with like the firefighting uh, on board the ship, although everybody on board the ship had to be uh, certified to a certain level, being able to be plugged into a firefighting team should that that need arise. But um, just doing like security drills, um, people forgetting to close certain doors or to look for certain things or to ask certain questions of visitors coming on board the ship during a security drill and people not having developed those uh, those habits uh, the security drill doesn't go so well for the, for the people on watch. Um, they, they die. And and so I was going to ask what, ha- is there, was there any, you know, to make a personal, any experience of, of guys that just couldn't, couldn't hack it. They couldn't get the schedule. They couldn't get what happened um, to those kind of guys. Do they get weeded out in basic or, or not, not always. Um, when I, so when I first got to my ship, there was a man, uh, he was, he was on drugs. He was a drug abuser and everybody knew this. And he was actually getting kicked out of the Navy because of this. And, um, he had the, the habit of not taking a shower ever. And everywhere he went, the compartment smelled like this guy. And on his last day on board the ship, uh, 
he kind of jokingly got his little, they called him little ditty bag. It's got your soap and your shampoo and he had his towel and he was pretending like he was going to the, to the, the, the shower area. And then he turned around and he's like, nah, I was just kidding. But he had, he had a habit of not taking care of himself. And that really, I mean, it made it impossible to work with the guy. You know, I would go to wake him up for watch because they still made him stand watch. And, you know, we, I'd open up his little curtain to, you know, two o'clock in the morning or whatever. And, uh, just the stench would roll out and wake up, you know, and he wouldn't get up. He, he just wasn't, he, he had a lot of bad habits that he had developed, um, drug, drug abuse being, being one of them. But, uh, that, that's, I'm surprised with all that water around that you guys couldn't uh, make him take a bath. Well, <laughs> this was this was Clinton's Navy. Okay, this was Clinton's Navy. So back in the old days, they would have given the guy a shower. But okay, it, it was a little softer and gentler when I was in. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, how has the discipline that you learned in the military how does you know not all of our listeners are going to have experience with that and or some are going to be like i I, i'm not in the military how how does this then carry over to -to day-to-day life uh for a man and a father husband are there any principles to take away um from that yeah i think so um you know, just like that verse that you you quoted right out of the gate there about um, a man with no self-control is like a city without walls. Um, a husband or a father who does not develop good, healthy habits of, of living, um, he's going to teach those not good, healthy habits to his wife, to his children. And any idea of a mission that he he may think he has in his mind, like this is our family mission. He's going to literally subvert himself by not having good habits put in place. And I'm not talking about having a plan of the day for your house. Um, you know, I, I would like to have that instilled at some point, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, you can get, you can go overboard with the scheduling. You can go overboard with the regimentation of your household. But if you know, there's there's little good habits you can develop that that over time they take root. Everybody, it becomes kind of a natural part of the the, the routine of your home, and they all support the mission of the home. Um, so I, I've, I I thought of a kind of an idea of what what a good habit is, and I'll share that. You know, a good habit is one that has a net positive impact on your life. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be something that, that promotes the well-being of the people in your home. It glorifies God, right? A, a good habit is always going to glorify God. Uh, it promotes a healthy living. It promotes good stewardship. And it's reasonably sustainable over the long term. A good habit is going to be something that is easy for you to, like, implement. And six months from now, eight months from now, you're still not, you're not tired of it. It's, it's just, it's kind of what we do now. It, it, we, we've seen the good benefits from it and it's just what we do. And so we're going to keep doing it. And that doesn't mean it can't change over time. Like, but, but that's like, what a habit is though, is something that you routinely do. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Now, but what I'm getting at is like, you might go through seasons in life that require you to like evaluate your habits. For instance, 
Um, I started exercising a little bit back in June. The weather was nice. I got a pull-up bar. It was fun and kind of nice to do that outside. Well, when it's five degrees outside, it's not so fun to go out and do pull-ups. And so something we've all started doing as a family, we got a Y membership now. And so we'll go two or three days a week together and we'll all kind of work out. So I'll get to work out with my wife a little bit, work, help the boys on something. You know, you know, I kind of get to divide my time between the three and it's kind of this family uh, affair and we all, we all like it. It's all fun and, you know, it's something we're doing together. And so it's sustainable. That's, that's kind of a sustainable, good habit we're trying to develop. Something that you, you've said here, it's kind of unsaid, uh, is that is understood here is that the good habits are intentional. Yes. Right? I think we all have habits you're going to have a habit, whether it's good or not is something different. And, and you're, you're making, uh, I think the argument that, that good habits have to be intentional. Yeah. You, you have to plan to do the thing that you want to have developed as a habit. Um, if, if you're, if your goal is to read your Bible every day and you got to be at work at 8 a.m. and you know by the time you get work at 8 or 9 o'clock or however late you might work, you know you're going to be tired in the evening. If you want to read your Bible, you're going to have to get up before you have to leave for work. And so you're going to have to be intentional about setting a wake-up time for yourself to, to be able to... to set aside time for God's word. I mean, that that's literally, that should be your first meal of the day. That should be your first breakfast is father. Give us this day, our daily bread. And your, your word is, is my bread. Give it to me. And, and that, that should be, and you've got to be intentional about that. You can't just leave that to chance because your kids that you, you'll think that you named them chance because they're going to, uh, if you leave it to them, they're, 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 uh, they're going to subvert your, your, your goal to, to read the Bible every day. Um, I think of moms that, you know, it's frenzy all day long. They, they didn't actually make time to get into God's word or, or to, to pray. Um, you've got to, you got to be intentional about those types of healthy habits, good habits. Those are healthy habits, reading God's word, praying, so let me ask you this question. How, how do you, we're going to talk in a second about uh, particular habits in the morning, which you've kind of got into, but how do you develop a habit? Just maybe start very basic, whether good or bad, how do you develop a habit? Well, if I'm, if I'm using the example again of, of exercise, um, you have to, to, to see the benefit to it. That's, that's one thing. You've got to see the benefit to it. You know, you've got high cholesterol, you've got high blood sugar, your blood sugar's out of whack, you know, whatever your fit, you know, maybe your joints hurt. You're maybe, maybe you're a little overweight. You, you do some study, you do some research, you see that yes, physical activity is going to benefit me. It's going to make me healthier in all these areas. It's going to help me sleep better at night. I'm going to be able to get up earlier. So you start, you know, this, this thing you want to develop as a habit, you start to see how it's just going to help you all the way around. And then I don't know how other people develop habits, but sometimes like with exercise, you just got to force yourself to do it for a little bit. 
Like it's uncomfortable. It's painful. It's not natural to get up early and, and go run or go deadlift or uh, whatever the exercise is you want to do. Um, well, it seems, so here, here's one thing I, I think I would say is that, uh, think about how I do it and everybody does this at the New Year's. You have this great plan and oftentimes it's overblown, right? Yeah. I'm going to do all this stuff and then you do it like maybe once and then you're done or you don't hardly do it. You spend too much time planning in a sense of thinking when sometimes the best thing is just to do something on the way to developing that habit, right? Yeah. Like, the key, the key, I think, is is to be humble and to know yourself. Um, again, back to the exercise. Um, I like when I set my mind on something. I just I'm like a rocket, and I just I'm beelining for it. And something I learned really fast here about a month ago when we started going back to the Y is I can't lift weights like I used to, and <laughs> I was borderline hurting myself two or three workouts in a row, and I was like, okay. This is not sustainable. I've got to be realistic. I've got to set some, some just, I just need to come and just go through the motions and be thankful that I'm able to even do a little bit of this and, and slowly, but you know, even in a brief period of time, I've seen a little bit of improvement. I'm not as sore afterwards. And I'm using this, this analogy, this, this metaphor of, of working out, but that's any habit. It is, it is not pain free to develop any habit because when you develop a good habit, you're replacing something that wasn't so good, most likely. And that thing that wasn't so good that you enjoyed doing, um, it made you feel really good when you were doing it. You know, eating ice cream or sleeping in or, you know, scrolling through Facebook instead of reading God's word. All of those things are like instant gratification. Um, your endorphins and your, your you know, brain juices are flowing and it's, it's hitting you in all the feels. And so when you go to develop a good habit, whatever it is, eating healthy, um, man, you're going to miss those brownies. <laughs> that, that has a pool. And it's because we become enslaved to things. We become enslaved to things. And, you know, even even with the good habits, we've got to be careful that we don't get enslaved to them either. Um, the good habit can quickly become a bad habit if you become addicted to exercise or the way you look or uh, you know, the way people look at you. Um, so it's, there's double-edged swords all the way around, uh, developing habits. It's just, it, it requires wisdom and realizing that we can make all the plans we want, but God, we need to be trusting God to direct our steps. And so again, if these good habits we're developing, don't glorify him, then they're, they're probably not good habits. So, mm. yeah. And, and I, I think, Along with this, a lot of times, like you said, it's replacing bad habits. So there's a necessary period of pain, if you will, or or, or uh, working against other habits. But what makes a habit is a habit is the repetitive nature of doing it. Yeah. So sometimes just doing, you know what you want to do, you know the good things, just doing it for a week, right? Uh, instead of thinking, I'm going to do this for six years. Let me just think I'm going to do this for a week. I'm going to do this for two weeks. And, and, and then, then you build the habit. And, and, and I, and I think too, you know, and 
it can't be this way for all habits. Each of us are going to have habits that are unique to us and not everybody else. But I think the more you can include your family into the, the cycle of habits you're trying to develop. And so it becomes this whole team effort and everybody's kind of invested in it. Um, it becomes more difficult to break the habit. To give you an example, um, we've, we've tried going to the gym some after I get off work. We've tried going a little bit before. And it seems to be the consensus that everybody likes going before because now we're awake earlier. My sons are, are there. They've been getting homeschooled done earlier afterwards. Um, the, the, the benefit is of doing it as a family every now and then it's been like, Oh, I don't really feel like going today. And then it's like, no man, come on, we're all going. And so once they get out the door and they're there, it's like, Oh yeah, this, this is awesome. We're all, we're all doing this together. And so that's, you know, develop, getting, getting your family involved and in, in, into the developing of the habits is, is important. I mean, we can't be, you know, I know we live in a, an age when everybody's independent and we all like to do our own thing and we're all unique, but developing household habits, um, independence isn't going to, isn't going to work. You need, you need help. You need your, your wife's help. You, know, you need your children's help. Um, you know, they can be an encouragement. It's encouraging to me when my sons want to go to the gym and work out, you know, um, I think like uh, there's been a couple times when it's like, well, we didn't do family worship or we were, I was, I forgot, or I was too, I was being lazy. And then the kids were like, well, yeah, we're doing it. It was like, (laughs) we're doing it. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's it. That's right. Like I remember uh, years ago when we were fostering, uh, we, we did a little respite care where we, we took the, the foster girls to, uh, to another foster parents home for the weekend. Uh, we had some stuff going on. We had to travel or something. I can't remember what it was, but when we went to pick them up that Monday, they were like, Mrs. Sabi, they don't do family worship. And the, the, <laughs> the face of the, the, the lady was like, yeah, we, we, we try to do it every now and then. But, and the, my point is, she, the, the foster daughter got, uh, uh, indoctrinated into the, the household practice of family worship. And it was a good thing. And she missed it. And, uh, I always, you know, my, my prayer is that when, when they left here, that maybe they, they guilt tripped their dad <laughs> to, do some, to do some family worship, you know? So, well, Hey, let's talk about, so we've talked about building habits. We've talked about, uh, the necessity of them, right? Uh, whether you're on a, a boat uh, and with a military or at home, you need good discipline and good habits. Uh, there's kind of different areas in home life where you develop these. Probably bedtime, uh, what dinner times. Uh, uh, but I guess the, the first one you start off in the day is the morning one. So. Why don't you work us through what are some good, healthy habits in the mornings? Obviously, different families and things will look differently on on timing and all those stuff. But what are uh, what are some good, uh, good, healthy habits that you guys have developed and might be useful for our listeners? Yeah. So I guess before any 
uh, healthy habits can be developed. Well, you, you need to get into a another healthy habit of the practice of making lists. Um, you know, write things down. You know, if you have a plan for the day, you have things that you want to get done throughout the day, make a list of it. I don't, you know, maybe it only has two or three things on it. Maybe it has 20 things on it, you know, and, and these lists, I mean, it's not, they're not gospel. They're not scripture. You know, it's not mandatory that you have the list, but it gives you something to look at. It gives you a, a reminder of your goals. It, it helps you check off things as you get them done and have a sense of accomplishment. All right. We, you know, there, there's, there's, a, a positive feedback loop that happens when you make this long daunting list and then you get to the end of the day and it's all checked off. And I mean, that's, that's good. And that that's helping you develop some habits. Um, but, you know, so regarding daily categories of habits, I guess the first one, like you said, would, would be like your morning habits. Um, you know, you think about how how often have you maybe heard from your wife or maybe you've said this to your wife, hey, seems like you rolled out of the wrong side of the bed this morning. Well, that that's suggesting that, you know, your day got off to a poor start. Your day got off on the wrong foot. Well, morning habits are going to help you ensure uh, the opposite of that, that your day starts off well and glorifying to God. And so... Um, right out of the gate, the first thing we probably ought to do when we, when we wake up in the mornings is, uh, is pray. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of convicting myself here when I say that, um, you know, there's no thing that says you got to pray kneeling or you got to pray, you know, pray when you're laying down in bed or, or whatever, but your day should start off with prayer, calling upon your heavenly father, asking him for grace for the day. Um, and it needs to be done in a way where you're not drifting off to sleep and you're not, you know, you're not distracted by uh, your, your, the day that you think you're going to have at work and all that. You need to set aside time and, and, and go to that, that throne of grace. And, you know, it seems like the older I get, the less, complicated my prayers get when it's just me and God praying. And so I know a lot of people struggle to pray. A lot of people, they'll go to church and they'll hear, you know, complicated prayers or Valley of Vision type prayers. And um, it doesn't have to be like that. Think of, think of when your child comes to you and asks you for something, mommy, daddy, I need this mommy and daddy, this hurts. Um, that, that can be our simple prayer to the Lord uh, at the beginning of our day. You know, you wake up, the day is daunting. You know all the things, you know, you've got to get done with work or homeschool or chores around the house or car repairs, the roof's leaking, all that stuff. It's weighing on you instantly out of the gate. Where better to go than to the throne of grace and ask God, for the, for the grace and the, the strength and the, the, the courage to just do the things you, you need to get done during the day. So I, I would say that would be the first good habit a Christian man and woman, boy and girl needs to, needs to develop. Um, so 
And that shouldn't be a hard one. Sorry. I was going to say, that shouldn't be a hard one to to develop. And yet it probably is because our enemy hates hates that. Yeah. Right? And yet that ought to be the thing that we want to do to say hello to the to to the god above who kept us through the night and uh, uh cares for us and without him you know the the psalm unless the lord builds the house those who labor labor in vain and many of us are we're up and at him and all the things that we've got to do and just get carried away yeah we do it on our own it's all on our own shoulders and a prayer in the morning uh, reminds us that actually this is not on me. This is on God. You know, even even if all you did was pray through the Lord's Prayer, you get to the part about your kingdom come, your will be done. That pretty much obliterates any notions you should have about defeat throughout the day. No matter what happens. Like that should remind you that when I get to the end of this day, his will has been done and I can go to sleep and rest easy in that. So. All right. So, so you a- prayed. What, what's next? So then after prayer, <clears throat> I've got what, what, you know, come up with what you call my call first breakfast. Right. Um, and this is where we get into God's word, the bread of life. Um, I'm not talking about a devotional necessarily. I'm not talking about, you know, your, your verse of the day. I'm talking about where you are developing the habit of reading systematically through scripture, cover to cover, um, whether you're on a three-year reading plan or you're doing it in three months, you've, you've, you're, you're, you're looking to discipline yourself to give yourself enough time in the mornings before all the, the critters are up, all the children are up, before your spouse maybe is up moving around in the, in the house, it's you and the Lord. You're reading his word. You're coupling that with, with prayer. Um, Cause here's the thing. We pray that prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. Well, how are we going to know what his will is to be done? If we don't read his word and feed on a steady diet of that. Um, I would say that, you know, you look at the lives of some of the folks in church, not just our church, it's across the board. They're in disarray. They don't know what God's will for them is. They don't know which direction they're supposed to go. I would bet good money that you could look back to their prayer life and their their reading of God's word. Um, and it's probably sorely deficient. Um, even Even if they're reading the passage of scripture that you preached from the Sunday before. And that's all they're reading every day throughout the week. I mean, that's, there's something to be said for that. I mean, for mm-hmm. a long time, thousand years, that's all people were able to do was meditate on the passage that, that the pastor gave them on a Sunday. They didn't have a Bible. And so we have Bibles and Bible apps and commentaries. You know, that's something we hear a lot. I don't understand what God's word says. Well, get, get a commentary, ask your pastor, you know, um, there's, you gotta be careful, but there, there are helps on YouTube and, and, and other online media that, that help explain God's word a little bit. If you're struggling, you want to, you want to get with your pastor and elders and, 
you know, get good resources to, to help with that. Um, cause not everything is, is good. Um, get a, get a commentary, you know, like Matthew Henry, Matthew Henry's commentary is very simple. He's not getting all exegetical on it. He's basically given the plain meaning of the text. Um, he'll exegete a little bit, but, um, it's given a very plain, common understanding of what the text is saying. Um, and you know, I, a, a, a friend of mine at church a couple of weeks ago was asking about family worship and this and that. And, you know, the, they were going to have a family over and that family doesn't read the Bible much. And, and it, they, they would say that it's over their heads. That's why they don't. And I said, man, get your kids, your, your, your children's Bible with the Bible stories, read them a Bible story, Retell, you know, tell them about Noah's Ark. Maybe that is all you can comprehend. That's that's well, that's the thing with developing habits. You're starting where you yes. got to start, right? You yes. can't, you don't start from scratch and then you're writing Bible commentaries. Right. You start with the simple, and so there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that other than if that's where you 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 stay and you never advance. Yeah. But uh, the the thing wrong with it would be to not to do anything. That would be yeah. where you fail. So, uh, be humble and just love the word of God. And, and when you're reading, I, I, uh, that's why you said about Matthew Henry, it's the application and stuff that is just so helpful. Yeah. And you're not, you're not looking for all this esoteric and, and constant new stuff. It's just get, what is God saying to me? What is, what do I need today? Yep. All right. What's after uh, so first breakfast? So then after after first breakfast, um, there's something I like to do. For lack of a better term, I just call it a mind exercise. And this is where you're reading something else. Maybe you're listening to a podcast. Maybe you're listening to some uh, sermons online. Maybe you're just getting out your your occupational textbook or technical manual or uh, code manual, and you're just studying that. It's just something to exercise your mind in a little bit different way and kind of get your, your gears flowing for the day. Maybe if, if you're, if you're a, a, a mother, a wife, maybe you've got some lavish meals planned for the day and you got to look up the recipes and, you know, get that all in order uh, and, and, and get the details of that worked out. Uh, if you're an electrician, I'm, I'm an electrician. Uh, maybe I'll open up the a code uh, the, the code manual and, and look up some question that I had from the day before. Maybe, you know, maybe this is the time to read. You crack open that, that theology book, that, that book on doctrine, the Westminster Confession. Maybe you're reading through that. Um, you want to exercise your mind, read the Westminster Confession. Um, we <laughs> were, you know, hundreds of years removed from the Westminster divines, but we don't have that book mastered yet. Um, we, we can plumb the depths of that. So it's really just uh, an exercise to get your mind to, to get awake, to get thinking about the day. Like I said, if you're a professional, maybe it's reading journal, you know, some kind of journal that you, uh, relates to your work or field. Um, you know, as Christians, we should want to be reading people. Um, and, and I'm, so when I said listen to a podcast earlier, I'm kind of hesitant to say that because you can turn on a podcast and go about your day and do other things. 
and it requires zero discipline whatsoever. It requires no discipline to listen to a podcast. You can do it while you're taking a shower, working, but it takes some discipline to wake up earlier than you normally would and crack open a book and read something, um, especially from like an old dead guy. You know, that's that's kind of a challenge to read at any time. But um, if you're getting up, if you're arranging your schedule and developing a habit of reading to where you want to be uninterrupted, you're getting up early, you're going to be tired, um, but it's 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 worth it. It's going to help you in a lot of areas. It'll help you in your home, help you in your, your work. If you're homeschool, if you're if you're homeschooling your children, you need to be able to read and, and explain things to your children. So this this is part of, of, of helping with that. So and then after that, I would say the last kind of area. I think it's the last. Let me see. Well, no, it's not the last. So the next area would be uh, what what you might call second breakfast. We're trying to develop some good habits. I mean, some good habits here. So you have. second breakfast. And so this is, this is not just for moms. You know, there's lots of dads that that get to be home uh, when, when kids are rolling out of bed and moms cooking breakfast and stuff like that. Um, My second breakfast, you're you're talking about a physical breakfast. Second breakfast is the physical meal that you're going to eat there in the mornings. And, you know, we can debate gluten-free, free range chicken eggs, you know, vegan, carnivore. We can debate all that. That's not what I'm getting at is it's a healthy breakfast, whatever you and your family reason is a healthy breakfast. Um, you have to work this out in your own, your own, your own family. Um, so second breakfast isn't about necessarily what you're eating. Second breakfast is about developing the good habit of having all of your family together and some homes aren't going to be able to do a breakfast together, right? You want to have a meal with your family. You want to be able to sit down every day um, at the table with your family and eat a meal together and look each other in the face and and talk about your day. Um, But for this example here, we're talking about breakfast. Okay. And so, and the reason I picked that is, um, It's tough. You know, I'm a homeschooler. Uh, Most most people in our church homeschool. A lot of families in our church have a lot more kids than I do. You know, four, five, six, seven, eight kids. Um, And so it's tough. I realize that it's tough to wrangle the whole family together for a meal. Um, It's going to require some planning. It's going to require some preparation. It's going to require a group effort in order to make that kind of thing happen. Um, but you're going to eat breakfast. You might as well do it together. And this, this is where mom is going to have to, you know, mom, you're not going to want to start off planning the, the 10 course breakfast. Um, you're going to be sad because your kids aren't going to appreciate it. Um, they're not, they're, they're going to make a mess. You're going to have a mess to clean up. Um, so you're going to just want to start off small. Let's just wake up at this time and we're going to eat muffins and have some milk. And then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pray and we're going to maybe read a little bit of a, of a Bible verse with the kids. And that's, that's really all it is. But what it does require 
is, you know, a lot of homeschoolers have a kind of, I'm just going to roll out of bed whenever I feel like it mentality. Um, I've, I've even heard some ladies, I sleep till 10 o'clock every day. I'm like, then don't complain when you'd have no, no time to get anything done. I'm not saying get up at four o'clock, but 10 o'clock, half your morning's gone. We're almost the afternoon now. And so you're going to feed your kids anyway. Get up a little earlier. Have have the children. You know, you want to develop this as a good habit. Have your children participating in the preparation of the meal. Have your older children cutting up the fruit or setting the table. Have your little ones, you know, learning how to sit still. That's a novel idea. Let's 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 get our kids up and have them sit at the table and, and sit quietly and sit still and respectfully wait for their food um, and have all the, the family pitch in to clean up afterwards. Those are, those are good habits because those, those disciplines getting up a little bit earlier, you know, waking up on a routine, pitching in with the family chores, learning to sit still, those characteristics, those habits are going to carry over into all other kinds of things in your, your daily routine. But it's going to require planning, and it, and it um, it's going to require a whole family commitment. Dad's going to have to lead the charge on that. Well, the good thing is one of the, is as we're talking about habits. After you have planned it and you've done it, like habits start to form. Yeah, then it, it it actually takes less planning <laughs> once the habits have formed, and. Uh, that's why in the initial stages you got to work for discipline and yeah. right. You don't want and, your kids throwing stuff on the floor. It's, you know, second, second breakfast might only, maybe you only do that two or three days a week to start, you know, um, you get the kids looking forward to, man, mom made biscuits and gravy last time. Uh, she said she's making pancakes this time. I'm looking forward to that. And you know, it, it, it wants it needs the, the the good habit needs to be something they're looking forward to. I mean, who wants to wake up at five o'clock and bust rocks? I mean, that's <laughs> not fun. So it should be it should it's okay to make it fun. You know, we're kind of cold and you know the frozen chosen sometimes in reform circles. It's okay to make it fun for your kids. It can't always be fun. Sometimes it's we just need to do this. But um, <clears throat> you know, I'm reminded you said developing good habits and you know the kids aren't allowed to make messes it reminds me of uh that story pastor tim bailey likes to tell of he he did he never gave his children permission to spill milk at the table they did not have permission to spill milk at the table and so when when his children spilled milk and i'm assuming you know spilled food and stuff they they were corrected about that and we should correct about that our kids are not animals they're, they're little human beings, and they need to be taught to, to think of the, the person that's coming after them, which in a lot of cases, you know, when they're real little, it's going to be mom. And so let's, let's help mom out, and let's, let's not be slobs. And that's, that's, just a, that's just a good habit to develop in our children is picking up after themselves, cleaning up after themselves as they're, you know, in an age-appropriate way. Um, you know, think about you know, we don't want our children, we go to someone's house for a meal or something, just trashing the place. I mean, when that happens, it's just like, man, I don't, I'm, 
can you invite me over to your house next time? Because you crashed, <laughs> you destroyed my house, you know. You well, you, uh, I, I did a podcast. It hadn't come out yet, so I'm, I'm giving you a little teaser for it with David, Pastor Dave Abacera up at their church. And one of the things we talked about was raising children. And, and we said one of the goals, maybe one of the primary goals of parenting is to raise children that we want to be around. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like a lot of times people don't do these meals and stuff because, well, it takes hard work. And then they then have children that they don't want to be around. Like when our children grow up, I mean, a lot of times it's it's the whole, the, the end goal of that doesn't happen and maybe until they're out of the house. And then you, you get to go to their house and they get to come to yours and other people. Yeah. You, you want children that are a joy to you. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. I mean, that is God gave them as a gift and your job is to make them a joy. And it's not a joy when your children throw stuff on the floor all the time or, or that thing. So it's fine. Discipline those things. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, we give you permission, cry over spilt milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, Hey, uh, uh, I think we're just about out of time here. Anything else that you kind of want to, as we come to a conclusion here, yeah. maybe bring it in for a landing. So we talked earlier about making lists. Um, and so that, that actually factors into this last little area of, of habits for, for the morning. And I'll, I'll sit this real quick. It's just the idea of developing a habit of reviewing and plan your, your plan for the day and for the week. Um, I don't know how many times I've, said, hey, so-and-so, you want to come over this night for dinner? And they're like, yeah. And then the day comes, and they haven't even asked their wife yet. So there's <laughs> – so you each day you want to think about what do I have planned for the day? And maybe, you know, maybe you don't have to look all the way to Friday if it's a Monday, but be looking two or three days in advance. What's coming up? Do I need to remind so-and-so about this? Do I need to go to the store tomorrow? And you're kind of developing a plan of the day, kind of like go back to the, the 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 document the Navy would put out each day. And it's just meant to help you to ensure that things that are important to you don't fall through the cracks. Um, you know, it slipped my mind, that phrase that slipped my mind or, or you know, that that gets old after a while. Like when, when things constantly slip someone's mind, it starts to seem like, well, it just, these things that we're talking about just aren't that important to you. And that's pretty disheartening, especially with Christians. Like we're, we're supposed to let our yes be yes and our no be no. And so if you make a list of your, you get your plan of the day, you got your habits that you're trying to develop, um, just go over them. How, how to get with your husband and, or your wife real quick. How, how are the, how are these habits going? Are are the kids responding? Uh, are you having trouble getting up earlier? You know, do you need any material to read? What what can I be praying for you about? And and it's just kind of reviewing your day, and and over time, if you're taking little, you know, to use the 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 Bill Murray phrase, taking little baby steps, like on a what's that movie? What about Bob? What about Bob? You're taking little baby steps over time. These habits are going to are going to get uh, kind of solidified and you'll be able to apply them in, in other areas of your life as well. 
and it'll just bring some some good order. God is a God of order, um, and, and it's good that when we reflect that in our homes. So, well, hey, brother, I appreciate uh, having you on. I think this is will be helpful, right? People, we, uh, if you're listening here, you got to start. We have to start somewhere. So maybe you've got good habits that you can share with us, but uh, start start somewhere and just be repetitive, right? It, it maybe it's, you don't get all these things in the first week. It's you're just starting with that. Let's get out of bed and let's pray. And let's do that for a few weeks, lock that in. And then let's move to the next one, lock them in. And and then good habits get formed. Uh, otherwise here, I, I would say this habits are inevitable. Yep. They're either going to be good and intentional and glorify God or they'll be unintentional and most likely won't glorify God and they'll be bad. So, all right. Well, uh, um, thanks again for coming. Yep. Thanks for having me. Hello, I'm pastor Joseph Spurgeon and welcome to sovereign King church. What could you expect at sovereign King church when you come? We are a church committed to being nothing new. We're not trying to create a new religion. We are Christianity. In the day that we live, the old things of Christ are pretty rare. To find a place where the gospel is proclaimed, that's not new. It's what the church has always done. But for many people, it's like, this is, this is new, but it's refreshing. I hope it'll be refreshing for you. Wherever you're at in your walk, your spiritual journey, there's a place for you here at Sovereign King Church. And it's not just a hospital for the sick. It's a place where we uh, strategize and, uh, and we prepare to go into the battle together. We want to invite you to come join us and be a part of, of this work. We still are very much about proclaiming the gospel in and outside of the church. There's a place for you to serve in Sovereign King Church. Welcome back to the Patriarchy Podcast. We just finished a interview with Aaron Sabe on developing good habits. I hope it was encouraging to you. Speaking of, of habits, Will Durant, a philosopher, a historian in the 20th century said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Habits are inevitable. The question is not whether you will have habits, but what kind of habits will you have? And I've often thought they're like a homeowner with a lawn. So you own a home, you have a lawn. You gotta do something with it. It'll be inevitable that you will do something with your yard. You'll either have an overgrown, unkempt lawn or one that you mow and you care for regularly and it looks good, right? It's a lot easier though to get the first one. It doesn't take a whole lot of work to develop an unkempt yard but it takes more intentionality to get the second. The first though, that doesn't take a lot of work often results in a lot of bad things. The neighbors hate it. If you live in a uh, HOA, they may come after you. Uh, the city could find you, you get snakes. Just doesn't look good. Bad habits are easier to form, but good habits produce good. Here's another quote that's it's been attributed to just about everyone on the internet. It's one of those like Abraham Lincoln said this. People 
attribute this to Gandhi, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Um, just, I even saw Alistair Begg on his own website attributed it to himself, which is a little funny to me. But it says this, Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. If you want good habits, then you need to start with right thinking. That is, start with faith in God. Right? Jesus said that a good tree produces good fruit. You need to start there, being a good tree with faith in God. And then getting wisdom from his word. And then you just begin to be obedient. Now, the point of this show was not to tell you how you must structure your day or the, the exact habits you need to form, though I would encourage you to consider the things that Mr. Sabi said and, and whether they would be wise for you and your family. But the point is to get you to start thinking and then just start chipping away at it. Start chipping away at those bad habits and begin new ones in your home. Like, men, you're called to be a leader. And if you're overwhelmed, that's okay. You look at your house, you look at things that seem out of control, and you see all kinds of things you need to get done. What do you do? Well, you just start off small. Don't let the perfection be the enemy of the good. Right? It's better to do just one small thing in the right direction and do it consistently and then add to that than to try to have it all mapped out and make this huge grandiose plan and do none of it. Therefore, just start, right? If you need to start waking up earlier, you need to start with meal times, wherever you need to start, wherever you and your wisdom, and obedience to God, faith in God need to start, you need to start. Start working on building the habits now that will shape your character and the character of your family and then your future. So if this episode has been a help to you, do me a favor, share it with some of your friends. Give us a thumbs up and make sure you subscribe. But until next time, if you don't know the Lord Jesus and his grace, really, what are you waiting for? I mean, how did you make it this far? Repent and believe. And if you do know Christ, this is my message for you. Build, fight, protect, lead. This is the patriarchy. Thank you.